This week on The Pour Over, Jill and Joe discuss the last few episodes of the new comic book adaptation, The Umbrella Academy. Vanya goes full goth and outplays her siblings with her emotions. Listen in as they share their thoughts on how the superhero drama all ends. Let's pour it all over. Hello friends and welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe, and Dill. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time, we're finishing our discussion on The Umbrella Academy, a new Netflix series based upon the comic book series of the same name. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the pour-over boys. So, Dale, man, how's it going? It's pretty good. Had a pretty chill week. Kind of oh, yeah. that calm before the storm, you know, finals week. So, yeah, overall, pr- pretty good week. How about you? I feel you. Uh, my week's been okay. Uh, I've, I've actually caught a cold, so um, still kind of working through that right now, um, which hasn't really boded well for my coffee experiences this week. Oh, yeah? How's that? Um, Not too good. I've been drinking a lot of tea lately. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I know what kind of tea you be drinking. Um, non-caffeinated teas. Oh, is that because caffeine messes with uh, the sickness? I think so, yeah. Like, usually when I drink black teas or even some green teas, they tend to dehydrate my throat. Mm. Uh, you know, because they're, um, you know, I forgot what the term is, but they kind of like, yeah, just dehydrate you uh, and make you drier. Um, so... Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of uh, herbal teas. Um, I, I bought this uh, tea by um, Be Well Teas, which is also mm-hmm. by the Republic of Tea. Um, I'm not super into tea, but, you know, like we said in the last episode, I do like chais and, uh, you know, different teas. I'm not, like, you know, into it like I am into coffee. But, um, yeah, these Be Well Teas have different teas for... Uh, you know, just different vibes. Like if if you have a cold, you want to build immunity, you can get one of those. They also have a tea for constipation. Okay. And it's called uh, Get It Going. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, pretty pretty descriptive. You, you try that one out. I did not. No, I'm I'm trying to retain <laughs> my moisture right now, so I'm, I'm not trying to <laughs> get it going. Um, which that could also be a different kind of tea, but we won't, we won't get into that. Um, mm. So, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of teas lately. Nice. Has the no-caffeine life been kind of hard? It has been during the day, yeah. So, like, the work week was kind of tough. Um, but the cough drops, you know, cough drops and a little bit mm. of, uh, you know, ibuprofen in the morning, you know, it, it makes your day a lot better. Nice. How How many days have you been without caffeine now? Well, I did have caffeine yesterday. Oh, okay, I did. Okay. I did. Couldn't um, stay away. I couldn't. No, I was calling my name. Um, I went to a new um, pastry slash coffee shop called uh, Saint Anne the Tart. It's hmm. um, it's kind of in a historic area. It is in a, in a historic area in Dayton called Saint Anne, and they make a lot of uh, savory and um, sweet tarts which is why it's called the Tart and St. Anne being in the neighborhood. And uh, they made a pretty good cappuccino. Uh, so mm. very, very good. Um, th- did not have latte art per se, but uh, mm. maybe we could talk about this a little later. But um, it, it was good regardless. Nice, yeah. nice. 
what has your coffee game been this week? Yeah, I think it's essentially been uh, exclusively brewing at home. I don't know if I went to coffee shops and had coffee this week. Uh, I did pick up some new beans, though. Oh, do tell. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, A friend of ours sent me a coupon to a new coffee roaster that I've never heard of. Uh, It's called Lemma Coffee Roasters. Um, And I guess they're based in Denton. But um, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought I'd check it out. So yeah, I got some new coffee from a coffee roaster called Lemma Coffee Roasters. Yeah, based in Denton. I've never had them before, but you know, got that coupon, so thought I'd check it out. And I would say it's pretty good. I like it. It's oh. a bean from Peru. So okay. a Peruvian bean. Um and yeah, it's got kind of some hits of lemon, so a little bit tart kinda there, got a little bit of sweetness to it too. And I would say when you're drinking it, like it says one of the taste notes is, is juicy. And I would say that's very yeah. accurate. So yeah, juicy. It's one of my you favorite, know, like, favorite it's, descriptions. It's, it's nice. It's kind of hard to describe otherwise than just saying that it's juicy, but uh-huh. it's just like it's accurate. You know, it's kind of like you biting into a, a orange or something. You know, wow, like a nice fruit kind of kind of deal. So yeah, so so I'm liking it. I've only had it a couple of times, but yeah, would recommend. Man, you must uh, do a pretty good job then to get that burst of flavor. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, who, who knows, my, you know, working on my coffee game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, it's nice, you know, like before, like we talked in the last maybe one or two episodes, I've been drinking that counterculture, uh, that Big mm-hmm. Trouble, which has been good, it's a solid daily drinker, but I think because it's a blend, it lacks specific, like, nuances or, like, distinctives, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, being able to actually go between the two this week has been pretty nice. Oh, so, nice. I know we kind of talked about like, oh, you know, do you need to buy more than one bag of beans? Like, but I see the appeal going a little bit back and forth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that's something you're going to keep up? I don't know. Like, the main thing with me not wanting to do that is just that, you know, I don't want the beans to get too old. Yeah, the freshness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, having more than one bag of beans, like, they'll just take you longer to get through either of them. So, right. yeah, I probably won't do it all the time, but it won't be one of those, like, hard rules where I'm like, nah, I have to buy one bag and just stick to the one bag. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if there's a coupon or, like, you know, just a, uh, I'm in a new place or something, I think I'd be open to getting another bean just to try it out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if uh, if our Atmos would come through, though, it wouldn't really be a yeah. problem. But... True, I, I've been using it. My my counterculture oh. bean is in there, um, and I mean, they taste it tastes the same as when I put it in. Okay, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I know you're having some trouble with yours, though. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's been solved at all, but it's been getting better, honestly. Oh, yeah, really? It's, it's been getting better. Yeah, I I think now what I'm doing is I'm just. I don't want to say over pressurizing it, but I'm like really like making sure it's super, super tight, mm. you know, to the point where like the band on the outside, the rubber band is kind of like puffing out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause your issue was, it was losing the pressure or like the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The non-pressure, I guess not really pressurizing, but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, at least it's starting to work better, I guess. I don't know. Um, Maybe some quality control issues there. 
perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. It could it could be the the weather change also. Like I think I mentioned that before. Hmm. Like the weather's been changing a lot recently, and I think that week that I had a lot of issues. There were some drops in the in the weather from like you know hmm. like because it's in in the springtime. So you know in Ohio we really fluctuate with weather, and uh, yeah, like it could be sixty to forty in a day or something like that. Huh. Interesting. So it's cold now. Actually, it's we had a we had a cold front come in. Which is probably the reason why I have a cold. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Plus, working with those kids, those darn kids. Mm, they always sick, sick, bro. Yeah, they, because they don't care. They don't have a care in the world. You know, <laughs> they just don't have jobs to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I guess uh, I do want to bring up the the latte art piece because yeah. I wonder. Um, you know, it doesn't really affect taste, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if. If a barista focuses too much on latte art, will their espresso making actually be compromised? Hmm. Or the the overall drink making, you know. Hmm. I mean, as far that's, that's as a good question, know. I don't. I mean, neither of us have barista experience in terms mm-hmm. of working as one. Um, but my hope, like, it's cool. Like, I I appreciate when there's some nice latte art. Um, yeah, but if there isn't, I think I'm pretty okay with it I feel like in general. Like most people do, I, I think it's called like the rose or something. It's like the generic one, um, mm-hmm. that most people do. And like a lot of the time is really not perfect, at least in the shops I've been to, Yeah, like it's, it's like kind of not symmetrical or kind of whatever. But for me, it's not a big deal. And I would much prefer that they focus on how they pull the espresso shot and, you know, how, how they mix and all of that. And then, like, latte art is, is the aesthetic. So it comes mm-hmm. at the end and is not as important to me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, though. Um, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, the flavor of the espresso plus the uh, milk and how that combines together is more important than to me than mm-hmm. the actual visual of the um, of the uh, coffee. However, you know, with uh, IG and, and all mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, you, you know, you 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 see, you taste with your eyes before you taste with your tongue. It's so true. you know, but like I said, there've been a couple of times when I had some cappuccinos at some particular places where it tasted like burnt soy sauce, like tofu. Ooh. You know, and that was not appealing. Um, and there were some places I went to that, like, the latte game, latte art game was, like, super off. Like, it, it looked like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a pterodactyl or something. <laughs> and it, it tasted great. Um, okay. Yeah, and then Whole Foods, they, they have a, uh, they have an espresso bar called Allegro. Yeah. They don't really do latte art. Like, the, the dude legit just pours the milk in. Like, he, 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 <laughs> he does the shot and then puts it in the cup and then just, like, dumps the milk in. All right. And it tastes decent. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like, a bonus. I think it's, like, a, just a little extra flair that the yeah. barista can add on there if they want, you know? So... Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to know like what the general like industry or like coffee shop approach to latte art is. Mm-hmm. You know, like how mm. important is that for one of their baristas or like in their right. training? Like, do they have to sit there and just keep doing latte art till till it's, till it looks good or something? I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to know more about that. Yeah, that's a good question. 
Yeah, that's a question that we'll throw out to our listeners then. You know, if you guys have experience in the uh, coffee industry or uh, if you own a coffee shop or work at a coffee shop, let us know how important is coffee mm. art or latte art to your um, to your presentation of a latte and uh, kind of what have you also personally experienced as far as focusing in on that and, and has that compromised your overall, you know, latte making? Mm-hmm. I do do have a question though. When you get a drink to go, you know, like in a what, what, some something with a lid, do you yeah. check for latte art? I don't check for it, but they still do it. Yeah, like for, I'm I'm always like curious if I get a drink to go and like it's some type of latte or something that would have espresso or uh, latte art. Always mm-hmm. like peel back the lid. I'm like they 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 put in that extra effort or not? Yeah, because most people aren't gonna even see it at that point. I think the places I go to, like Ghost Light Press, they always do. They they do a really good job mm-hmm. of of continuing to, um, you know, put in the same work they put into uh, a, a coffee that they would send to go. So yeah, yeah. every time I, nice. I feel kind of bad then of just leaving the lid on and drinking it. I feel like I have to drink it with the lid off. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Got to appreciate. Got to make make their work known. Yeah. Cool, mm-hmm. man. Nice. Any any other things on coffee? Or are you good to move on to our uh, TV show discussion Ooh. for the week? Yeah, I'm good to wrap up this Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Excited yeah. to hear your thoughts on how this all ended. Definitely. So like we were saying at the top of the show, we're talking about the Umbrella Academy. If you've been listening for the past few episodes. And we're actually uh, finishing out the first season, like Joe was saying. Ten episodes. Uh, we've been doing three episodes per one of our podcast episodes. So today we're closing it out with 8, 9, and 10. But just a quick little synopsis on the series. The Umbrella Academy is a new superhero drama that's recently released on Netflix. It's a TV series adaptation of the comic book series of the same name and follows the dysfunctional family and superhero team of the late Sir Reginald Hargreaves. The Umbrella Academy, as they are called, reunite after their father's death and seek to uncover their mysterious past. As a group learns of an impending apocalypse, tension ri- tensions rise between the siblings and lines are drawn. Today we're talking episode 8, 9, and 10, which is the season finales. And it's a quick little like one-sentence teaser for each episode that we, that we uh, kind of found. Uh, episode 8, it says, As Vanya practices controlling her new abilities, Allison tags along with a local cop to find out what happened outside the restaurant. Episode 9, Vanya veers between shock and despair as she makes a string of unsettling discoveries. A serendipitous development leaves five at loose ends. Episode 10. As a lifetime of secrets and resentment bring the Umbrella Academy crashing down, the Hargreaves siblings realize the worst is still to come. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So how's how are you generally feeling now that we finished this first season of the Umbrella Academy? Oh man. Um feeling uh like there's another season coming, mm, obviously. True. And that um this season would not feel right if there wasn't another one coming. I mean, mm. it leaves a huge uh cliffhanger at the end. Um but overall, I, I really liked this show. Um, I, I can't say I love the way it ended, yep. um, but I did really like uh, episode eight and episode nine. 
Mm-hmm. So um, those are kind of my quick thoughts. What are your general thoughts about um, the ending of this season? Yeah, uh, pretty similar where, yeah, wasn't super crazy about how it ended. Uh, we, we can get to that a little, little bit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just felt a little unsatisfying maybe. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but like like you were saying, I, I felt like the episodes leading up to the finale were actually really good. Yeah. Like they're really, you know, a lot of things were happening. The story arcs were really developing. And as I was watching it, I was just I was surprised how much they were able to fit into each episode. Like, right, a lot like of I flashbacks. I went back and wa- rewatched a couple of them, and I was like, man, like a lot happens. Mm-hmm. And they communicated all pretty well, in my opinion, whether even it's just like a brief scene or something, just so you know, like you get the information, but they don't like have to go really deep into it because there's just so much. And I felt they balanced it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They built uh, some connections between characters, too. You know, we learned about the relationship between uh, Vanya and Grace and how that mm-hmm. really started or how we really got Grace in the first place. Yeah. Uh, you know, because Vanya was straight up destroying all the nannies who would try to feed her oatmeal. So Grace <laughs> came about because she's like the indestructible nanny. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I Actually, I, I like that opening. I think it was the opening to episode nine where we get Vanya's kind of childhood backstory. Uh-huh. And um, I, yeah, actually, I liked it. Because it's, it's interesting to see the child version of Vanya. Um, mm-hmm. And also to see that her child self is pretty different, I think, from her adult self. At least, like, in the beginning of the series. Hmm. Um, because she hasn't she hasn't taken those pills to suppress her emotions and all that. And she's just oh. kind of... She knows she has these abilities. And yeah. she's not afraid to use them. Kind of, like, it's a little dark because she's pretty chill with hurting other people which i think yeah. is why reginald is a little bit afraid and kind of does what he does mm-hmm. but uh yeah he, she's straight like sends the nannies flying out the window all that stuff yeah um, that's, that's which, funny yeah which i mean that's sense. not i mean that now now they had to make grace but yeah yeah it's not funny but it's interesting because um you know that that scene was kind of comedic but at the same time it's like dude these are people who are dying like she's yeah. just straight up killing these people and then, you know, not to jump the gun, but in episode 10, it's Vanya who is causing the apocalypse. Yeah. And she's killing people. So I wonder if this kind of personality trait was always within her. Mm. Um, kind of this, um, yeah, sadisticness. Um, you know, but but then, you know, there's all add to the fact the way that her family and uh, Sir Reginald treated, treated her. Um but yeah, anyways, backtracking um a little bit. Um episode eight, right? Uh this is this is the one where I think Vanya basically or this is the one where Allison is like playing detective mm-hmm. and and uh confronts Vanya in the end and then um, you know, Vanya dispatches of her pretty easily. Um what did you think about Allison and and, and her kind of buddy cop kind of thing in this episode and and particularly with her and her powers. Yeah. Um, I think she basically doesn't use her powers that much until the end, right? Um, yeah. Until the confrontation. So for me, I was kind of like, like, can't you just use your powers and get what you want super easily? Yeah. Um, like this whole this whole process with like trying to convince and like use her celebrity and like her um, all that with the police officer, like, 
is a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's kind of it leads to some interesting interactions, and then like the police officer finds out, you know, she's because she's she tries to say that she's going to play an officer. And he wants to mm-hmm. like kind of get into the mind of that role, but um. Yeah, uh, I thought it because she basically doesn't use her powers. I feel like we've only seen them in flashbacks up to this point. Um, it kind of builds up at the end of the episode when she f- chooses to use it on yeah. Vanya. Uh, that's like a pretty desperate measure for her. Yeah. So yeah, I think throughout the series so far, she's Allison's really been struggling. I think wrestling with her yeah. powers and how she's used them. To basically get everything she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I see yeah. that she's trying to I guess atone for all the manipulating she's done in her life. Mm-hmm. And by choosing not to use them in episode eight, I feel like was kind of a creative writing move for mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Allison. And then, you know, the one time where she really needs to use it. And probably for good reason, um, she's she's punished for it by you know, her own sister who, um, you know, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying and it is kind of frustrating because when I first watched, it, I was like, man, it's like, why didn't she just, why didn't she just use her powers? Mm-hmm. And I was always, I was expecting her to do it. Like yeah. when she got closer and closer to the cop, I was like, okay, she can whisper in his ear now, but she didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. yeah also in episode eight we learn um that the attack at in episode seven when leonard and vanya get attacked outside that restaurant Mm. uh, we learned that leonard actually set that all up that's right yeah so you know leonard he's continuing down this path of sinisterness Mm-hmm. Um, where he's even putting his own life, like, I mean, I, I doubt he, he knew didn't. they were going to beat him that bad, but he's uh-huh. even willing just to sacrifice some physical safety to get right. what he wants in his manipulation. Um, true, yeah. true, true. And he takes it to the, to the to even umpteenth level when he really does kind of sacrifice his life, um, when he kind of gets Vanya to become the next villain. Mm. Um, you know, in, in episode nine, um, when when she, when he basically keeps taunting her, I don't know if he did it intentionally, like when when he's hitting the books mm-hmm. and like um, kind of turning on her and saying, you know, well, actually, yeah, I sh- I I I didn't think you could do it. I don't. I didn't think you could be, be become this powerful person and and kind of like becoming, you know, not no longer an ally to her. Um, but I don't know if he did that, did that intentionally or he did that because he was full of emotion. But mm-hmm. I think he could be sinister enough to like, like just be like really crude because his goal is not for him to live, but for the world to suffer or for the yeah. for the family to suffer. So he'd rather give up him, his life so that he'd ruin theirs. Yeah, definitely. That scene, episode nine, when you know Leonard gets killed by Vanya, I I didn't really expect that. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it felt a little weird where I feel like he suddenly shifted and then started taunting her and doing all that stuff. Cause he's like, come on, you know, like we're, we're in this together. It's us against your family, all that stuff. And yeah. Vanya hesitates about it. Then yeah. And he just goes into that whole thing, taunting her, calling her names and, and all that. 
And then I'm like, because cause when she starts to use her powers on him, and he's like, no, Vanya, not me. Like, please. And I was like, <laughs> what would you expect? You know? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he truly was surprised by by that. And, like, he, he thought that they'd be fine or something. But, um, yeah, I, mm. I was like, I just felt up to this point, they've really built Leonard up as the antagonist. But mm-hmm. then he dies so quickly and almost, like... Yeah. Like, he was just, like, a means to an end, almost. Like, to create Vanya, the villain. Mm. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, kind of a bummer. Because I feel like I, we were sort of invested in him and Leonard. Yeah. And, like, his whole backstory and all that. And he actually dies where he killed his father. Oh, um, really? Oh. that's the house, right? The house, um, yeah, yeah, like, true. You know, he killed his dad in that living room. And he was basically standing in the same place. And he, yeah. he gets stabbed and all that. Um. But yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, they killed him off a little, little too easily. But mm. I guess that's his role the whole time. It really wasn't about him, even though I feel like the story was leading us to think it was. Yeah, yeah. I could also see like him. You know, last episode we talked a lot about how sneaky he is and how mm. how much of um, you know, how much of kind of a tactician he is with his words. And I think maybe, um, you know, really the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree between him and his dad. I think, you know, maybe the abuse that he experienced as a kid from his dad was really something within himself, too. And he kind of saw his relationship with with, uh, Vanya in a similar vein to where, in the end, he wasn't getting what he wanted from Vanya. And so he just became that abusive parent, you know, Mm -hmm. and was just, you know, at, at, at the end, just criticizing her. Um, and then becoming, yeah, just more aggressive. Um, but I, I think, I think it was kind of a, yeah, a convenience for him to, you know, as, as the writers to, to kind of make him get killed by Vanya to move on. I think it would have been more interesting if, if he had planned that, like if he Mm -hmm. wanted her to actually kill him so that she could like become full on like Sith Lord, (laughs) yeah, you know, by killing someone. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, were, were were you glad or sad when when he died? Do you have any feels about that? It was kind of funny, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of laughed in my head because she did like the Darth Vader choke, uh, yeah. death choke on him, <laughs> and um, I wasn't really. It didn't. It wasn't super impactful. Um, it was pretty like I'm gonna say an awesome death scene, but it was pretty mm. pretty crazy awesome. I mean, like. It's kind of a yeah, like Mortal Kombat, like fatality with all the yeah, blades and if stuff. You gotta it go was... some way. I mean, it was it was pretty cool, and is is like again, not even his death scene isn't really about him. It's just like showing another example of Vanya's powers. Yeah, like her ability to lift him up, take all the items in the dining room, have them like make a like a tornado that was kind of hitting him, and then like all of a sudden just. Um, stabbing with all the knives. So, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel too bad when when he ultimately died. Um, yeah, before m- watching like nine at the end of eight, though, because the cliffhanger is that um, she slice Vanya slices Allison's throat, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shoot, like they're gonna kill one of the one of the one of the siblings. Yeah, I thought she uh, died. Yeah, yeah, that I was surprised by that. I was like, I didn't expect. It. I was like, this took a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not expect, like, Leonard, eh, whatevs. 
But, yeah. Uh, no, but, I mean, Allison yeah. ultimately lives, which that's one of those, like, again, plot hole-ish kind of things. Like, hmm. you just have to overlook it. Because I was like, man, I'm not even going to try to ask, like, how <laughs> Luther and them were able to make it to the cabin, find Allison, drive her all the way back to the city, yeah, and then save her. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that probably wasn't a thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine for for the sake of the story, I guess. Did it really do anything for the story in the end, though? Like, did Allison have, I mean... Did she really did did the did the voice thing make a difference? Mm. Like, cause she doesn't have her powers anymore, but she doesn't really use her powers, and she doesn't. She's not put in the position where she needs to use her powers in nine and ten, right? Yeah, she, that's it, true. You know. um, again, I think it's just the further deterioration, maybe, of Vanya and her mm-hmm. like mental emotional state. Yeah, like I mean, it totally messes her up that she thinks that she killed Allison, which I think just continues to build on when she kills Leonard and all that. And then, you know, Luther ultimately locks her up in that like sound prison cage Mm -hmm. thing that Reginald made for her. So it's just a progression of her becoming like that emo goth self. Yes. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah. What did you think about that, though? Like, Luther choosing yeah. to lock her up? Because, I mean, the rest of the family wasn't into it. Right. I think maybe it was just Luther and, and maybe Klaus, I think that was... I think there was one other person, but, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but mm. at the same time, a lot of characters have made some very irrational decisions in this show. Um so it didn't surprise me. It seemed to be more like a convenience thing because in that cell, what Vanya really becomes like her true, like powered, like super powered self. You know, she she goes like full goth with the with the like, glowing eyes and all that. Um, yeah, I, I thought Luther was. Um, yeah, I just he was overcome with emotion too, right? Because he was he was reacting to Vanya almost killing Allison, right? Who, I guess, in all of the family, he is the closest to her, and almost he's, like, very protective of her. Um, So Mm -hmm. he was reacting to that. Um, So I can't blame him, but I don't know. What did you think about um, that? Yeah, like, when he was doing it, I was like, I mean, it makes sense. They don't. No, it's like for the safety of everyone, like it's kind of the least dangerous thing to do. Um, in that, like, it'll protect Vanya from other people and like the rest of the world. Um, because you know, if she's in their mind, if she's willing to essentially try to kill Allison, then like, what what else, like, what else is there, right? Mm-hmm. If you're trying to kill one of your own family members. Um, but I think afterwards, seeing what happens. Like, the thing that you got to wrestle with, I think, now is, like, I think the action, like, what they've done, not just locking Vanya up this time, but what they've done to her her whole life, mm-hmm. I think, like, leads her to become who she does in the finale. Like, right, what right. Reginald and the whole family, like, excluding her, making her think she doesn't have powers, like, all that. Um, 
like I think leads her to become who she like the villain. Um, mm-hmm. So like you know, if I were Luther, I feel like you know I would I would kind of have some self um, doubt or like reflection on that. Yeah, yeah, but given like what they knew at the time, like I, mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what else I, w- I would have done in their situation, I guess. Yeah, Luther and um, Diego aren't the two most um, um, sensible uh, mm-hmm. Hargreaves. I mean, they, 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 they both react very much on emotion. Yeah. Um, I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say five is probably the most rational one. Um, but, um, and I thought there was an, there was a moment there to where Luther had the opportunity to, to just welcome her back. But mm-hmm. when he hugged her, I think he probably thought about, you know, what, what she did. And then he just kept trying to, you know, basically put her in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about Cha-Cha and Hazel and yeah. what's going on with them. Um, uh, what'd you think about their storyline? Yeah, I thought I feel like they always get the like the fight scenes with the upbeat music and all of that. Yeah, like the generally the people that are into that, which it's I feel like this is one part of the show that just is very characteristic and represents the whole vibe and kind of like campiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, did. I, though. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, they just. Uh, Chacha is just trying to, um, she, she like is ruthless. She like don't care, mm-hmm. right? She like, I'm going to kill you, but first I'm going to make you watch me kill like Agnes and all that. Yeah. And they're just like going at each other. That's when, episode nine, right? Like the, the yeah. fight in the motel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode nine. Um, cause Hazel is like, I'm going to go stop the apocalypse. And then he meets up with five and he's and they're like, oh yeah, it stopped. You're good. And he's like, sweet. And he goes mm-hmm. back home when the Cha-Cha's waiting for him. And they're just fighting. And, like, that's still the result of what Five did. Like, that's not even, they're not even supposed to be doing that. They're not supposed to be fighting each other. Um, so right. it's kind of, like, funny, ironic in that just, like, how into that they are. And then the handler shows up. but mm-hmm. um, Which she's not dead. Yeah. Which she, she had, like, has, a like, scar a little bit face. of a scar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at least in, the, in there, she she's not dead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's fun. I think they kind of bring some relief to like the whole hard grief storylines that are mm-hmm. happening. And you just kind of get to get to see something else, um, some cool fight scenes, uh, upbeat music, kind of kind of thing. So, yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't know what what kind of thoughts did you have on their storyline? Uh, I I thought I thought it was good. Um, I, I wish it would connect more with the overall storyline. Mm. Uh, but like you said, I, I think it's a nice detour away from um, the Umbrella Academy. I, yeah, so Handler just butts in there to say, hey, now you guys got to kill five, right? That was mm-hmm. her whole thing. Um, She just came in there to keep Agnes from dying, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> they didn't do that, anything like, in the last two episodes. Slow-mo thing, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just wish they connected it more to the overall storyline. Uh, maybe we can talk a bit about the finale then, you know, kind of the final confrontation and all of that. Um, and, yeah, because Vanya breaks out, you know, at the end of episode nine, she breaks out of her, like, chamber 
thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the cliffhanger. And then in episode 10, she kind of goes throughout the house and like is destroying the house. Uh huh. Like, and she's going through flashbacks. seeing all the memories, like from mm-hmm. her childhood, all that. And she like destroys everything. And then everybody's trying to escape. Um, and you know, Pogo comes oh, on in no, and, and you know confronts her and like is essentially just trying to buy time for the rest of the family exactly and man, yeah he sacrifices himself he really does he's a good guy in the end yeah so man that is sad r.i.p pogo pour one out for the homie yeah and yeah, yeah. i was you know i was reading like a recap or a review or something and they at the end of that scene, they're like, "Oh, of course." It's like very sad. It seems like everyone likes Pogo generally, but then they're like, "Yeah, Netflix's like CGI budget team was so happy after that. They're like <laughs> spending so much money um, on on, on his monkeys. CGI because it was really good." Yeah. So after that, they're like, "Oh yeah, we we you know cut back on the budget at that point." Which, which is that why they funny, couldn't but, afford good yeah. good uh, CGI for like? The horror with uh, Ben and his tentacles. <laughs> yeah, which oh yeah, that, that's the thing too, because um, Klaus realizes that he can somehow like bridge the gap between uh-huh. like dead the dead people he sees and like the real world. Mm-hmm. Have like um, materialized ben, like, punches him. Uh huh. So yep. that's that's super interesting. Which that's like the next level, right? That I think. Reginald was talking about. As far as we know, yeah, that's the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know comes in, but um, yeah. Um, what what would you think of their like final battle in the in the concert hall in that final confrontation? Um, it was okay. Uh, It wasn't great. Uh, I can't say I I was really impressed with the whole plot in the very end that. You know, essentially, it's Vanya versus the world, and mm-hmm. she's just gonna play this, you know, concert to kill the world, destroy the world, and kill yeah. everyone. It just seemed kind of, I don't know, ridiculous in 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 a bad way. Yeah. You know? Um, I I did like the scenes leading up to it. So, like, I thought it was funny how they went to the bowling alley <laughs> yeah. to plan out. And then, um, you know, cue the Saturday night music and then yeah. the people coming in and quick point about the, all the army, all the, uh, you know, the, the time army people, they can't shoot for crap. No, like, they horrible. were shooting them in the bowling alley and then they were shooting him in the concert hall and like, <laughs> it was worse than a stormtrooper. It was so bad. Yeah. They're, and they're literally walking straight. Like you see, they're walking straight into <laughs> down the bowling the lane yeah <laughs> they can't even get a shot and they can't hit them they're supposed to be like these super well-trained time temporal assassins or something yeah but you know may- maybe only number five hazel and cha-cha are good and the rest are just really bad yeah yeah maybe that's yeah. why they're so good Which, that's that's convenient yeah but what did you think about the the last fight in the overall uh ending yeah, it kind of felt like they didn't know how to end it, maybe. Hmm. Um, where it was, yeah, it was exaggerated and, like, campy in a bad way, like you were saying, you know? Like, all right, you know, Vanya, she she's she's wearing a white suit, 
she turns her violin <laughs> white. Like everything's just white because yeah. of her evil power or whatever. Like, eh, like fine, I guess you have to yeah. show the culmination of her like villainy. Like, sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I suppose. Um, but you know the fact she's she just was, like playing her yeah. violin and that's like how she's fighting everybody. I'm like, eh, not, not, not super fan. interesting. I guess. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. Like the the whole series, episode one starts with her playing violin, right? And she's very like, um, low energy, kind of somber, kind of thing. Right and now, right. she's she's playing violin and she's using it like to attack and like fight and all that. That's kind of interesting. But um, like the biggest thing for me is because they finally are able to like detain her or whatever, right? And the cliffhanger to the finale is that five teleports them all out. Um, mm-hmm. and because like a mass teleport, yeah, yeah, because she like she hits the moon with with her like power or whatever, and then like mm-hmm. the, that is bringing the apocalypse. I assume like the moon mm-hmm. is falling out of the sky, like destroying the earth and all that stuff. And so the apocalypse happens anyways. I think we should note that, like, even though they're trying, they still weren't able to stop right. it. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. the cliffhanger is that they just all teleport out. And, like, just for me, the whole, like, you know, similar to, I think it was episode six, like, just the whole being able to jump in time, like, like just kind of trivializes everything to me. Yeah. Like, all the drama, everything leading up to this, like, like, does it really matter then? Mm-hmm. Like, everything we've seen are kind of going through, like, if they somehow are just going to teleport somewhere else and, like, maybe... Like, I don't know about save the world. Like, I assume they will. But at the very least, they save themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters that we care about, like, the, the risk is ultimately not there. Yeah. If they can just time hop out, you know? Or, like, five yeah. can time hop and, and fix something, right? Mm-hmm. So that, I think, is why the finale just didn't leave a very satisfying conclusion for me. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know what you thought about that. Yeah, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, I feel like for me the it did not strike an emotional chord. Mm. You yes. know, because cause at the end, you, you, there has to be some sense of either um, just resolution, like between the, the family members, t- to make me feel like the warm and fuzzies, or like a sense of tension and fear. You know, of the of the future. But if they're just going back in time. Like, you know about time travel. You know, you got time travel. You can literally do anything. Like, you can mm-hmm. bring people back. You can rewrite the future. You know, this and that. Um, which, you know, there are some people that aren't might not be able to come back. Because we know that um, Hazel and his boo, they can he, they were teleported. That's right. For some they reason, they were teleported. They get out. But Cha-Cha didn't make it. She mm. went up in flames. Um which maybe they couldn't afford Mary J. Blige anymore. <laughs> so that's what that was. That's that's the real reason. That's the, yeah, that's the real reason. Um but yeah, I, I did not like the ending like you like you're saying, and also I didn't really like the ending fight scene. Especially, you know, Vanya going full like punk emo with the white mm-hmm. suit and it you know, with her playing the violin, combining that with the apocalypse like that's everything you didn't like about <laughs> like yeah. the playing of the music is like it's like clearly you're not playing yeah uh and we could see that <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, um, I just yeah. feel like, you know, similar to what we were talking about, I think maybe with Allison's powers, like, she always has an out where she could just do whatever she wanted. Like, mm-hmm. similar with, like, the writing for the show, I feel like some select powers always just make it to where, like, they could technically just do whatever they want and explain it away. You know, like Ben can just come in somehow and like just go tentacle mode and destroy everyone. Like, yeah. All right. Um, and five can always just like teleport out and do his thing. And they're just like, well, okay, I guess, you know, even if they died, which we technically saw them die in when in the beginning of the series, he can come back and actually reset that. Um, right. He can. And I just yeah. think there's a better way like to maybe still accomplish what they will in the end. But, like, the journey to get there doesn't have to be so, like, easy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, like, like a cop-out in some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to um, piggyback off of that, I was wondering if you wanted to talk about these superpowers ranked. Yeah. Uh, of the various Umbrella Academy members. Okay. So okay. we got Luther, who is super strength and durability. Diego with uh, this kind of superior accuracy and the ability to curve his projectiles. Allison with the mind control. Only by saying that rumor phrase, uh, Klaus who can conjure the dead. Five who can travel through time and space. Vanya who has these telekinetic abilities using sound. And Ben the ability to shape shift to this kind of horrific monster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think Vanya is obviously the strongest one, right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, who would you put as number two? Mm, I think I would put Allison. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. and that, like, she can cause essentially any, like, whatever she imagines, she can mm-hmm. bring that into reality. I mean, unless unless her throat gets slit. Which happens, mm. but you know that that's her weakness. Everyone got to have a weakness. True, but um, like for her, she can she can make anything happen, and I feel like that's pretty op. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I would I would put Allison in there because yeah, she can control people how they think. I mean, she essentially controlled Vanya for her whole childhood into her True. adulthood by telling her she thinks she's ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So I think okay. you know Allison like. Has a ton of power as well. Uh, yeah. what, what about you? What was your number two? I would agree with you, sans the rumor phrase, because to me that's that's a huge weakness. Um, because you're not really tele you're not really telepathic with it. You you just you would have to tell them kind of what to do. Um, so yeah, I would probably put five as number two. Mm, yeah. Uh, time and space travel always super powerful, super useful. Uh, what about number three? Mm, well, I guess I would put five there then. You know, I, th- okay. I think the three, like the top three are generally Vanya, Allison, and five for me. I think they're just kind of all mixed in there is fine. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I would say five. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably where I would put uh, Klaus, maybe. Ooh. Um, okay. Yeah, I think if he could really master that ability, it could be you could you really you could use anybody's power if you could convince them to, you know, use it for you in that time. Mm-hmm. If they were dead, <laughs> if they were dead, true, true. If uh, they're dead, yeah. Uh, number four. Yeah, I think I would go Klaus in that sense. Then, 
Okay. Um, yeah, just kind of like what, what you're saying, especially if he can bring them and like not just talk to them, but actually have them interact with the real living world. Yeah. That's huge. You know, if yeah. he, even if he could only summon Ben alone and no one else, <laughs> like that's already pretty OP. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would then go with Ben, actually. I put Ben below Klaus. Okay. Um, yeah, because that's just like super strong destructive power. Yeah. Um, number five. I, I would put Ben there, you know, assuming he's like either alive or being summoned by Klaus. Like if he's physically there, yeah, then he can do a ton of damage. Like to any other person that doesn't have powers, like he can kill you very easily. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely in there. Which I wonder how much control though he has on that on the horror though. That's true, because I think as a kid and one like that bank robbery scene or something, like he's very reluctant. Yeah. To to use those use powers. It. So I'm wondering like what's actually happening there, you know? Cuz I think even in that statue that they kind of have a commemorating him, it kind of talks about like his darkness or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Um yeah, so I think there's some like deeper darker side which I think also ties into why he why he died. I would assume. Hmm. And so I think they in season 2, I think that's definitely something they'll tease out a bit more. Yeah. Um, like what's actually like does what's he just have tentacles inside of him or like, you know, what, what's going on there? Yeah. There's more that we don't know about him still. Right. And in that spot, I would put Allison, okay. uh, just, you know, uh, the mind control ability. Um, we'll just go six and seven. Yeah. What you got for uh, six and seven? It's kind of hard. I feel like Diego and Luther just, similar level to me not not to discount or diminish them uh I, I guess i would go uh diego then luther maybe oh snap okay um, you know no hate to number one over here but yeah i mean both of them it's just like the, the powers are nice they're cool like they need they, they can't all be like vanya right so yeah i think i, I would go that way yeah diego and then luther what about you I would have to agree with you on that one. Yep. I think there's something a little bit more supernatural about Diego's ability mm-hmm. versus Luther's just, he, he's big, just hairy, strong. big hairy strong man. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> you know, that's that's classic superhero power. Yeah. Um, For yeah. sure. So very interesting. Cool. And I think also like the question that I don't think we've talked about or they've even brought up in the series is like, there's technically like 30-ish other kids out there That's that right. were born yeah. on the same day and assume they all have powers too. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how will that play into things in the future? If at all. It might not. I don't know. But They could. They might be villains. You never know. Yeah, true. So yeah. I feel like in, a, in the more realistic world, like people would know about the other kids too. Right, mm, the Umbrella mm-hmm. Academy, they're famous because, you know, uh, Hargreaves makes them this team and, like, you know, spends a lot of money and, like, they have a lot of publicity. But, right. Like, you know, 30-some other supernatural beings, like, I feel like they would somehow make it into the news, but I don't know. Who knows? We'll find yes. out season two. Yeah. I guess uh, last thing... Uh, just for these episodes eight to ten, uh, what would you rate them? 
I think I'm going to be a little bit generous uh, mm. because episode 10 really brought it down for me. Yep. So I'm going to just hit it halfway. I'm going to say three out of five, bro. Ooh. Ooh. It's yeah. gone down. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I had to go there. It had to be. Don't, it had to be. Don't let that affect your rating, though. What do you think of it? Uh... I'm I'm actually there with you too, man. Oh, like okay. I I would give it a three. You know, if we did halves, I would do three and a half. But okay, three out of five, just because you know I because in the other ones, you know, episode one we gave it a three, and then two through seven, like we gave both like all those fours essentially. Yeah, um, and like the it, it's really just episode ten because eight yeah. and nine, I would give those a four. Mm-hmm. But just the way the whole series ended and everything, I can't just give it the same, right? Yeah. Because there's just something not as satisfying, something just little, little leaving you wanting. So I yeah. mean, you, you got to go with the three if we're giving the other ones a four. Vanya and, and uh, Luther kind of got on my nerves, too. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, we're going to end our pod with our typical segment, What's Making You Happy This Week. So, Dill, man, what's making you happy this week? Yeah. Um, something I, I guess, bringing it back to food. I feel like I haven't talked about food in quite some time. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah, last week I went and got some Korean barbecue with a hey, good friend of mine. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, we uh, we went to Jen, which you know okay. is that chain from California. I still think in Dallas is probably the highest quality, Classic. not not the cheapest, but it is is great. And like mm-hmm. I think it is the first time that I've been to Korean barbecue with just two people, like me and one other person, and Uh-oh. it was great. Okay. Um, cause Did y'all feed each other you meat? You just eat all you want. <laughs> like, yeah, usually go you go with a big group. You got to share and all that. You know, it's fine. But with like two people, you, you just yeah. go at it. Like all the meat, half of that's yours. So it was, it was a good experience. We, we were both was very this, satisfied. Uh, um, was this a date? No, it was not. It was, it was just a, oh. a friend of mine. He's just a bro, you know. Oh, okay. A gotcha, of mine. gotcha. Just as yeah. good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm... I don't know if I would go, at least early on, I don't know if I would go on a date to Korean barbecue because I don't want to be judged for how much I eat. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I didn't think about that. one of those, you'd be like, oh, yeah, let, let me cook that for you, though, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it, could it, be, it, it could be a thing. It could be a good first date. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's also expensive, though. True. Yeah. So, yeah, we went for lunch, but yeah, nah. So Korean barbecue, always a great choice. And it was two of us, but they gave us the table for six people. Oh, nice. Like, so the table itself was huge. So it's just like, we got the spread. It's it just a good day. It was a, it was a good time. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what about you, man? What's, what's making you happy? Well, you know, I wish I could say it was that the Rockets won the first yeah. game of their series with uh, the Warriors. But... Boo-boo. Uh, it's because of the refs. Um, no, but uh, it's not. It's Salty. not the case. Not this week. Maybe next week. Uh, what's making me happy this week is anticipating a friend's wedding back in Houston mm. uh, next week. Uh, one of my really good friends growing up is getting married, and so I'll be going back. Not on the wedding party, so I can okay. just kind of just chill, chill. You know, have a good time. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to reconnecting with some old friends from, uh, uh, just childhood, high school, um, and just, yeah, having a good time. My parents aren't going to be home, so I'll have the place to myself mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to H-Town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for chatting with me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love these segues, man. They're great. Oh, you know what? Maybe we should talk a little bit about our next show. Right, which is, I I don't know. I well, okay. <laughs> I did I did watch one episode of uh, Black Summer. I don't know if you saw that. Oh on yeah, Netflix. that's not ads for it. I haven't watched it though. Yeah, it's another like sci-fi zombie horror though. So I don't know yeah. if we want to go that direction. Maybe mm-hmm. we want to mix it up and do something a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like Umbrella Academy was a little bit in the middle, a little more lighthearted, but also a little darker in some sense. But yeah, um, I I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. fine with that if that's what you want to do. Um, uh, you got any? You been eyeing any other shows? No, not not really. I just been watching like things that don't require a lot of brain power. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Whoa. watching like Kim's Convenience. <laughs> okay, I've heard um, good things. Yeah, yeah. So very different, I think, from what Black Summer. But okay. um, well, yeah. um, I mean, we could do that. I don't mind. Okay. Well, listeners, you guys, let us know. You know, we're always waiting to hear from from one of y'all, any of y'all. You know, <laughs> what shows you guys are watching, what new shows are out that are good. Uh, we're all ears. So let us know. Hit us in the in the DMs. Send us a, a email. Um, talk to us personally. We are very curious. Yes, and if you couldn't tell already by that interaction there, it's very chill, and we don't have it really planned out <laughs> quite yet. No, so, not at all. Yeah, you know, let us know. Give us the suggestions. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear what people are watching or into these days. Chill and casual is how we do it. This is the Pour Over Podcast. You can email us at pourovershow at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over game. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at herecomesdaniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care.